I, 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 uh, I am getting over a cold, so I am into my very white um, era, smooth jazz kind of. <laughs> so if you need me to call any, call any uh, songs out <laughs> on today, it's Valentine's Day, so. This one is <laughs> got a hot track for you. This pod, the pod, couple's out this, there. This podcast is being sent out to all the lovers out there. <laughs> so, um, oh, anyway, feel much. the love on our podcast. This is Steve Shoney, the city manager for the city of Up Arlington. I am here, as always, with my sidekick. I accept the title. I'm Darren Shulman. Darren I'm the city Shulman. attorney. And we have a very special. I love how you keep saying that. Like I'm going to get mad one time. Like it's just going to tip me over the edge. No, I keep waiting for you to. You're getting close though. I've got a potential guest lined up. Potential guest lined up. Um, uh, But we're not going to say that guest name until it's actually. No, it might not happen. Sorry to interrupt you, Steve. Um, But we are here with a very special guest today, our uh, new city council president. And right now we're going to settle something because this is the podcast on which. Uh, we ask the tough questions mm. and we settle the debates. Mm-hmm. Is it a wackasine jeter or is it a wackasine jeter? A wackasine jeter. I knew it. I had it right. Go. Good. Okay. <laughs> it's I, like it. I thought I was going to write. Ask her one more time. She's going to whack you. She's going to whack me upside the head. <laughs> there you go. You know, I don't yeah. know if I had it right or wrong, but now it's in my head and I got to re- no, I'm all yeah, There we go. So our city council Maggie president. Maggie might help me with that. <laughs> You won't the forget one, it now, the only you? Ukemi Awakasin Jeter. Welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. Good. The, so, the legendary podcast. The legendary the podcast. We all five of our listeners. Um, <laughs> Hi, Dad. <laughs> Hi, Holly. How are you? Us too. Um, yeah, Hi, happy, me. Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, now, have you listened to the? You've listened to the podcast, I assume. I have. So you, you still came on. I. You know. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I did. So <laughs> no, the podcasts have been great, actually. Um, ground rules for city council members: you can't talk any policy until we get to the last two questions, and then you can talk policy if you want to. You don't have to, um, and you can't uh, try and fire us for anything that we say or ask. You. <laughs> those are the two questions. That is a very important rule. Those are the two. Those are the two rules. So, in our extensive research mm. uh, about you. Um, I heard that one of your first jobs out of college um, was working for a manufacturing company that manufactured toilet paper. Toilet paper. Which, by the way, completely blew my mind. Like, I mean, I've only known you for like two years, but like, I never would have expected that. So, how did you not lead with that when you're? Hi, I'm running for council. I worked at a toilet paper factory. I would be like, done. <laughs> so. Yes, yes. Your start bench cut is Charmin, <laughs> Continental, Quilted Northern. Quilted Northern. Okay. I was one of the, you know, lit, like I, um, whenever I go into uh, schools for STEM, because, you know, my background's engineering, and one of the things I love to do is bring young girls along into the STEM field. They asked me, well, what was your job in a toilet paper manufacturing facility? I said, my job as an engineer was to make toilet paper softer. Wait, what? Exactly. Believe the, it or the not. The bears are because of you? <laughs> Those cartoon bears? Yeah. So the Quilted Northern, if you ever, I mean, now they've changed the branding and it's just QB because everyone's going with the modern. But it used to be these three Quilted Northern ladies and the ads used to have them quilting the softness into the paper. Which, so by the way, the doesn't quilters. sound particularly <laughs> comfortable, by the way. <laughs> 
you quilt softness in. I don't want to relude. Re- well, so your that, that's your. St- but we, hey, oh, yeah, I just want, that was the starter. We got to. Right, we got to finish this. Then I'm going to circle back. To okay. The paper. I'm not letting this go. Okay. So that's the one that's number that's one. That's your starter. Yes. So you worked. You worked for the manufacturer. I did. Northern. Okay. I did. So I guess this might be difficult because the other two were rivals. But which one is kind of like your backup toilet paper, and which one is cast to the garbage bin of society and never being used? Yes. Which one are you flushing? Which one? Ah! <laughs> which one gets flushed? Thanks. Um. I, I always hate to admit it, but Charmin, they were a competitor. But if I wasn't using Covid Northern, I would use Charmin. Like, you know, when Covid and you just have to buy whatever toilet paper, there. Yeah. paper is there. I so would, who, who I would died, buy Cottonell. Cottonell gone. Cottonell is gone. Off the shelf. Yeah. What yeah, about it just, just doesn't hold up. It's linty. Uh, listen, I know too much about toilet paper. How did we not know this? This is not why you came on the show, and it, I'm sure it's going to get us canceled, but I need, to, I need to know more. So first of all, <laughs> yes. what goes into engineering softness in a toilet, besides quilting ladies, mm-hmm. like, without giving out the trade secrets? Yes, like, what is, there's a lot of trade secrets. What is going on? Well, it's all about the pulping. So, you know, it starts from wood chips, right? And there's all the process to take it down to pulp and then converting. So after it's in pulp, you know, you get it into the dry paper. So the converting process is actually what does softness. And okay. the, if you've ever been, I don't imagine you've ever been to a toilet paper manufacturing <laughs> yeah, facility. I, if I did, I probably never would make it out. I have so many questions. There, yeah, so it, ta- it takes a lot of, um, it goes through rolls and barrels and different things that kind of fluff in that softness. Where but it you? really starts with the quality of the pulp. So if there's more recycled fiber in the pulp, not as good. N- not, not as soft, you probably have to spend more on the back end in converting it. Um, so it always, it's where you, where you put the softness in the process. And it's a long, it's a long process to make toilet paper. This podcast is not sponsored. <laughs> right, by anyone. Right, by anyone. <laughs> other, than, other, than, other than Colin's know. coffee, because they licensed us the, because Colin licensed us yeah, the Colin song for free, but yes. he gets all he gets all our profits. Now you know you cannot know, and now you know why I don't ever lead with. We, we, I, I would know nothing about you. That's what, were you able to demonstrate a, a percentage of softness increase based on your engineering skills? The, then you know there's a whole quality testing process of toilet paper. Well. <laughs> no, I did not know that. <laughs> there is. There's a whole lab, a science lab that tests the caliper of the paper, the test the thickness of the paper. Like it's there is a lot of science did, in did, quality toilet paper. Did you have a cool title where you just like engineer? Or were you like softness <laughs> softness magistrate or something? You know, did you have something cool? It depends on where, what audience I was in. You know, we got to give ourselves different titles depending on where we were. <laughs> I just, can you can you rate the toilet paper in city and the municipal services center? Like I've seen. Well, so it. I do have a set. Did we talk about my second starch bench cut? Uh, I've, I've just been in rabbit hole, man. I'm sorry. I can't. I'll stop. So, no, no, no. But I mean, did you and I talk about it? No, we did. So. Um, you don't have to answer this one this if you don't hilarious. want This is hilarious. This is why we don't start with toilet paper. It's a conversation. No, I know. Cause, so, you know, we are trying to be more green around mm-hmm. the city hall. Mm-hmm. And we've been researching what are the options mm. uh, oh, to be okay. more green. And so I do have a start bench cut that, you know, could give some guidance to staff as we're looking at this. Based on your expertise. Yes. And, and, you know, we, we did the very detailed research of going 
going on Amazon and seeing what the alternatives to paper to toilet paper were. Actually, mm. I went beyond Amazon. I actually went to the New York Times Wirecutter blog as well for one of these. Wirecutter is the oh my I goodness! I don't make purchasing decisions without it. I know. Um, uh, there's reusable uh, toilet paper cloth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bamboo. Are you familiar with this? Is it real? It it's is real. real. We need to get our engineering up because we got a new competitor in the market. People will be reusing their toilet paper now. The, the look on it, the look on your Kimmy's face was our market share. Oh uh, yeah, it's real. I ain't touching it, <laughs> yeah. but it's real. I'll use it the first time. You guys can use yeah. it second. Okay. Uh, bamboo mm -hmm. or the Toto Washlet C5. Yes. Uh, which is. Wait, hold on. You said wait, yes. yes. Do you know what that is? Yes, I do. Yeah. Without a, him telling you? Yes. It's a um, heated. Comes with a heated seat, heated air dryer, and warms the water for you. Is it yes. a bidet? Yeah, it's a bidet it, it's seat. It's a bidet. Um, I I truly do think bidets are the future. Quote. If this is the quote of the episode. <laughs> bidets are, are the future. future. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it'll be in the caption. <laughs> um. There's, I mean, it's more hygienic. There's, a, I could go to all the perks. We already have societies like in Asia that use yeah. it, and it's second nature. Um, I, I know some cultures prefer it, yeah. especially when you're going through number two, you know. Um, and there's some science about, um, especially in um, populous um, cities and places, the. Uh, it reduces um, disease, like uh, when when you use bidets, right? I wish we had so. this podcast before we started our bathroom renovation <laughs> project, Steve. I would be all in on. This. I know. It's well, the future. <laughs> you will. Uh, close followers of the city may recall that on April first, twenty twenty, during the midst of the toilet paper crisis, I did propose the Toilet Paper Protection Act. Um, <laughs> which was raising fines on TPing of houses and installing bidets in all of the um, parks restrooms. This is a really ignorant question. That a was bidet? my April Fool's joke for that year <laughs> if you hadn't picked up on it. Is a bidet a separate thing or is it like built into the toilet? Wow, you are you are asking the technical questions here. Well, you're an they engineer. Could you know they this. could come as an entire unit, like the actual toilet bowl has an inbuilt um, system. Or they could be an add-on system, so you could retrofit your existing uh, toilet go, seat. Go, while, we're, <laughs> while we're talking about real stuff, uh, actually, this is real stuff. Look up the Toto Washlet C5. It's My, just basically a you you bolt it onto your toilet seat like a regular replacement getting, toilet seat. Yes. Hook up the water and hook up electric hook up to it. The, yep. the thing I'm most impressed about, aside from bidets are the future, is that you said the Toto Let C5. And Yukemi's like, yeah, I know that. Like, not just because she, because I got that's the one I got off of Wirecutter, and uh, Wirecutter had a thing that was, um, you know, best, uh, best uh, bidet toilet bidets, seats. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was perfect. I, was I am seriously considering one for my house, actually. That's they and make that's sense. why I know. That's why. <laughs> Turn to your question. That's why I know. No, you're, just say it's because you're from. Oh, your kids are now going to be completely mortified. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, Bob, what did you do? You cannot tell them about this podcast at this point. They will be completely mortified. Well, if you really want to um, look at waste in your household, start yeah. there. Start with yeah. start with your paper products, paper towels, toilet paper. It is insane how much goes into the sewer system. Yep. So um, I'm looking Which, at this right um, now. By the way, for those of you who use our 
curbside food waste recycling program, mm. um, your paper towels yes. and your napkins and those kinds of things can indeed go into uh, that compost bin and then go out with that program. So if you're part of that program, please remember that. Steve, I did that one week. Uh-oh. It Uh-oh. was half the bin the I paper. Don't want, of, of paper. Yeah. I don't want to know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot easier to put it somewhere you don't have to right. see it, right? It's a lot easier to just throw it in the trash, you know, periodically, yep. and the trash goes out. But when you look at your household waste of toilet paper, we mm. use uh, Oh, I didn't do towels. toilet paper. I did <laughs> paper towels. Paper uh, towels, yeah. Yep. Um, so... Um, I'm muzzling myself until you move subjects because I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm moving us on because yeah. I know you can go. You can go. Darren, we can have our own separate podcast just w- on toilet, toilet, toilet time. <laughs> we'll tell you all the, the poop technology. <laughs> Uh, too much. It would get uh, a lot of downloads. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Okay. Um, so you two um, are riot. <laughs> you started it by having this cool job. <laughs> if you would have come in and been like, "My first job was engineering nuts for bolts on screws," would have been like, "Okay, let's move on." But this is very interesting. So you no, did. I was, we would have found a way to talk. about I mean, people who've worked in manufacturing—that's always the coolest thing in the world to me because there's yeah. so much that goes into so much. Um, what we use and how we do it. And so I do think one of the things that I'm going to do one of my favorite kind of seg- my uh, segue things here. So you come to the manufacturing world because mm-hmm. I'm guessing your dad um, is an engineer, as I recall. Um, and Close. He's a biochemist. We don't count him as an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, rival, Dad. Science rivalry here. <laughs> so, um, give us uh, Ukemi's origin story. Where you were not cl- clearly, yeah. you weren't born in the U.S. I was not born based in the on US. the ac- the accent. I know yeah. all this, but yeah. Um, give the our Ukemi listeners story. the origin story. Yeah. Um, so I was born in Nigeria, um, which is in Western Africa, because sometimes it still surprises me people don't know, but they, you know, it's in Western Nigeria. Um, and I immigrated here for college. So, fun fact, I'm like third generation American educated. So my granddad went to grad school um, in the US. He actually went to Case Weston. Oh, cool. When it was Case and Weston, so he went to the Weston part. Then my dad um, went to college at Bowdoin in Maine. And so when the time for college kind of came around, it was one of the things that were an option. Um, I had gone to an all-girls high school, um, and that was, I guess I should go back. So lived in Nigeria until I was about six years old. Mm-hmm. My dad's a biochemist. He worked in oil and gas, and so we were expats in quite a few places. Um, the longest stint, we were in Muscat, Oman. Okay. Um, we were there during the Gulf War, which kind of um, extended our stay a little bit. Um, but went to an international school, right, which is a school with a ton of... Um, expats from different parts of the world, which always colored my, I think, um, view of the world growing up. Because at six years old, you know, you're in this classroom with literally <laughs> people from everywhere. Um, even if we were in expat communities, I mean, we had Dutch friends, you know, we had people from other parts of the UAE, um, we had, um, you know, people from Asia. So I just grew up um, aware that the world was so big. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when it came down to, when it came 
back to high school. My dad was on different assignments, and we he just always thought boarding school was a great, stable thing for high school. Um, it's taken kind of, since my parents never articulated the family values, but I think as I look at it now, um, I think they had three primary things. You know, education was one forum, exposure was the other, because we traveled a lot as, as a family together as kids. Um, and excellence was another one of the values. So <laughs> my mom's favorite thing, if you say, oh, good enough, she's like, do it right. <laughs> like, good enough is not, <laughs> you know, so my parents were just very big on excellence. Uh, so went to went to boarding school in Nigeria, went to all girls boarding school. Another thing that I think really colored. But um, you did that back in Nigeria? Back in Nigeria. Okay. All girls boarding school. Another thing that really just colored my experience is in, <clears throat> I grew up with a lot of sisters, mm. uh, four of the sisters, two brothers. Um, and in in Nigeria, um, gender inequality is a huge thing. And I, and I think that's to be said all over the world, but more so uh, I think when my parents looked at an American education versus a Nigerian education when it came down to college. Uh, because here I was with uh, in this school of all girls and we could be anything. I mean, we did everything, like uh, such a neat experience, right? I never felt limited in my dreams. None of my dreams sounded unrealistic. Mm. Um, I could be everything uh, and you know, I had, a grandmother and my parents that always said, what a girl can do, what a man can do, a woman can do, right? Uh, and so when it came down to college, I had kind of navigated and kind of gravitated towards sciences. I liked math, um, you know, and so math and physics, I wasn't to my dad's chagrin. I didn't really like chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> Biology was eh. But I had these two things, math and physics, that I just really enjoyed. And so that's kind of how mechanical engineering came up, okay. uh, came about. And uh, and then we started looking at schools, both in Nigeria and here. And as my dad just thought, well, what are you going to do post-college? In Nigeria, while there's a lot of educated females, they end up back being homemakers. Right. And my dad just felt strongly. I always uh, say my dad's the first feminist I knew. He just felt strongly that <clears throat> I shouldn't be limited. And so that's how I ended up here in the U.S. for cool. college. And I immigrated at the age of 18 and attended the University of Maine in Orono, Maine. And that was the first time I'd seen, I'd traveled quite a bit at that point. I'd never seen snow a day in my life. And then you got to see plenty of it. More than I, <laughs> <laughs> more than I care to have seen. Um, but, you know, I had this fantasy of snow. I don't know. You see it and you think, especially when it's depicted in movies. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to my dad, fucking, I was like, hey, explain to me what winter will feel like. You know, I knew a little bit of ni northern Nigeria gets cold. Um, no snow, but it gets, it has frigid weather there. Um, and, and I can't remember, does Nigeria have mountains? Yes. Yeah. So in the northern Nigeria has mountains, close okay. to like Morocco, just think the, okay. you know, those types of uh, desert like yeah. feel. That's what Nigeria, okay. the northern Nigeria is like. And, uh, so dad's trying to explain it, and then he was like, oh, just stick your head in the freezer. Um, <laughs> don't close like the door. <laughs> <laughs> what you feel on your face is kind of how winter feels. Yeah. No. No. It is <laughs> it's a little bit more than that. <laughs> so, so I get to Maine, <laughs> where I think gets the coldest in the country. Right. 
And I really think my brain froze at times too, like beyond (laughs) like my fingers, like freezing, like literally the experience my first year was How did you choose Maine? So as a yeah, my dad um, made two. He gave me two states that it could be. He didn't even actually. He didn't even give me the whole of Texas. So because he was an oil and gas, he he spent a lot of time in Houston and um, was was familiar with the Houston area. So he gave me Houston, then gave me all of Texas, or Maine, and because he had gone to college in Maine, he went to build it. And so those are the two areas that I it's very, that's a very niche options you had there. yeah yeah well you know um which I always thought was odd because I'd gone to boarding school but they're like if you're gonna be so far away from home we want to be we want you in states that because I didn't have family here right. like literally it was just me um despite the fact I mean they we had friends and things like that here because both my granddad and dad had come to school in the U.S. so they have old connections but it's still not family uh, and so they just wanted places that had a concentration of friends or anyone that they could call if I needed something, um, and it wasn't too far away. So that's how it came down to those options for me. And you, um... <laughs> my dad's from Maine. It's like walk into a restaurant freezer, close the door, <laughs> stay in there for three hours, and put some fans on you, and maybe, and also <laughs> stick your fingers in ice water. Right. And that's what yeah. yeah. It, it, it kind of reminds me of my like, freshman yeah. year. There was a, a girl from Tennessee who was really excited for snow because she'd never seen it. And I'm in Chicago. Yes. And we're like, stop wishing for snow. And she's like, no, I want to see snow. I'm so excited. We're like, do not. We've had this. It's not fun. First snow, she flew home to Tennessee. She's like, this is crazy. So, yeah. But it, it sounds like you made it okay. It's not all fluffy. It's, it's not. not. It doesn't stay, Why it do doesn't the movies stay do that? It's not fun being outside when it's snowing unless you are – very warm. Yeah, still you want well, to go see, back. Well, see, but here's the, here's the thing about like Maine or Colorado or places like that. At least it gets cold, and because uh, um, this is my first Toronto reference of the day. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I lived in, Tr- in the world. You know, as you as everybody knows, I lived in Toronto for a year, um, and uh, at least it's up well there, traveled. it's <laughs> watch it. Um, at least it gets cold enough that you can actually do stuff outside. Right. So it gets cold enough that stuff freezes and stays frozen, so then you can do the frozen stuff as long as you're properly dressed. Mm. Versus what frustrates me about winters here is it's like it's cold and gray, although it's sunny and 60 out today, yeah, but yeah. typically it's cold and gray, and you can't do any wintry stuff. You just kind of feels like endlessly dreary. Yeah, yeah. So... Anyway, that's my beef. So I, I apologize if I get this wrong, but I think I heard you are a college athlete. Yes. So I am not uh, anything close to that, so I'm always fascinated by people who have that ability. So talk to us about that. Yeah. Um, so I, growing up, played sports, right? Um, my two sports was swim and track. Uh, track and field, actually. I, was, I did, I did uh, the um, long jump as well. And um, at, when I got to high school, my parents were just like, we cannot get you to two. I mean, swim is early in the morning, track is like late at night, it, and with other siblings to get to other things, it was too much. Uh, so they're like, you're gonna have to pick one. So I ended up picking track. I never, I mean, I knew college athletics were big in the US, but never really explored a, a thought about it. And because running is innate to me, I, when I got to Maine, I was just running, you know, I just stayed on conditioning and I'm running one day and 
one of the coaches is like, do you run? I was like, yeah. And he's like, you should try out for the team. You should walk on the team. And that was my freshman year. And why don't you? And he gave me a date to meet and kind of do the walk-on process. And so I did. I went and he did some drills and had me do some stuff on the track. And then I got the call that I could join the team. And I thought, oh, my God, that's so cool. Um, And it truly was the coolest. I I walked on doing the 200s, but then they felt I was a better 400 runner. I thought, man, you guys really hate me because the 400s is a brutal race. <laughs> I mean, 100 seems long to me. So. <laughs> the 400s are just such a brutal race, but um, that's that's just why I placed better and got more points for the team. And I, I get it, like when you're in a team, it's about the collective. Uh, and so I ended up doing that, um, doing more of the relays. I ran the third le- leg of the relays, which tells you I'm the slowest on the team. But... <laughs> My whole job as a third leg is just don't screw it up. Yeah. Like whatever, if they're wherever ahead, you're don't at, call behind and don't, don't drop the baton. Th- there you go. So that, that, was, yeah. <laughs> that was my sole goal at the third leg. So but I ran the third leg of the relay. Pretty decent to put you on a relay because that means like three other people's day is going to get messed up if you stink, right? So I just, they wouldn't put the loser on that team. <laughs> I would describe, um, and actually my coach would tell me this. I'm as consistent as they get. So like my performance is consistent. My coach knew exactly what I was gonna clock. And so I was just, I was just a consistent runner. Uh, I, I wasn't one of, you know, sometimes you like, you just watch the Super Bowl and stuff like that. It's like people come up with these crazy like performances. No, that wasn't me. My performance was consistent <laughs> at all times. So this is a chance to either brag on yourself or put it in perspective. So, you know, Ohio State's known for being awesome at sports. Yeah. Maine's kind of, you know, probably not. I mean, are you that good at running that you can just be running down the street and someone recruited you? Or is it like, yeah, we need people. Please come along, you know? Because that's, like, amazing. You're just running down the street, and the guy's like, hey, you want to be on our team? So I wasn't running that well. I was – I the day that he um, – the coach talked to me, I was, on, I was on the track. I was on the outdoor track, and I was doing drills. It – it was clear that I was a runner. Okay, you weren't just like yeah, jogging the class. Yeah, like, this person's got legs. <laughs> Sign up. You know? It was clear that I was a runner, um, and I just always did drills. I still do to this day. Just, you got to keep your keep turnover your return. Yeah, you know, there's there's things that you have to do to keep your running up. You mentioned the different distances. Like, mm-hmm. if you can pick your ideal distance, let's say I made you go compete right now, what would, mm-hmm. what would it be? Well, now I'm old, Darren. I well, I'm not going to race I, I you. Think I, I, would cho- I think I would choose the 800s now. That's longer, right? Yeah, but consistent. I'm a consistent runner, and I, I know that I can keep pace for just, a, just about that I long. found the 800 to be the crazy one. Because <laughs> that's the one. That, that's You're sprinting for half a mile. Yeah. That's just, I mean, But that's as far as bad. I can sprint, actually. <laughs> So the 802, you're not going to be very good at because that two, extra two feet is going to get you. Yeah. No. Oh. Um, all right, you mentioned Super Bowl. What was your favorite Super Bowl commercial? Gosh. Um, it's my, my daughter and I were talking about There were so many good ones. But you know one that really, really tugged at my heartstrings was the Google Pixel 8 um, with the camera commercial thing? with the camera thing mm-hmm. um, where it was like the, the functionality for uh, the blind and just – it's how they showed it. It's how the commercial was done. So, like, being able to see 
what a visually impaired person sees on their screen. I, I don't know how they did that. It just it just tucked up my heart. Like they showed like what he was seeing and then it was the voice that said, okay, to like move to the left a little bit up so that he could position it and then hit the photo and it came out perfect. That, that sincere it's and thoughtful beautiful. answer makes me feel guilty for really liking the Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> like that's so much less meaningful and impactful and nice. Hey, listen, like the Dunkin' Donuts was good too i mean that, those are some heavy hitters as yeah. you know what uh, they call them now they ben ben low what the, what, the, what is oh, the uh, afro benefer benefer is that what they're called <laughs> listen mm-hmm. that, you always have to love benefer and you know matt damon obviously showing up for his best friend i like it it was it was okay i thought tom, I thought tom brady with the goofy glasses in the back <laughs> I mean, it was perfect for Tom Brady because clearly he cannot act. No. So, like, we got to give you something to make, wear these glasses. Yeah, That's wear just, these the glasses. The visual was enough. So, why, I, I was trying to figure out why Tom Brady was in that commercial. Because <laughs> it felt like a for it. Be, okay, because Dunkin' Donuts is founded in Boston. Was that it? Because. That stretched it. It just felt like that added. Like, I can see Ben, show, you know, dropping in on his wife's work. And it's like, okay, hubby shows up to work. And he brings his pal, his best friend that he's yeah. always with, Matt. But then I just was like, Brady, I get it. And there was I, but I also get it. Because he played for New England. And remember, don't forget that Marky Mark and the Fun Bunch and what was the one his brother was in? The boy bands. Oh, it was either... Um was it Backstreet Boys? Backstreet Boys were both out of Boston, so it was a whole. Oh, so they were trying the to recreate boy bands see, out of Boston. Am I glad that I came onto this the, podcast see, to understand that commercial? Like, the, why it's, is Brady here? <laughs> this yeah. first world problem has been solved. Yes, thank you. You know what problem has not been solved? They were selling <laughs> those jumpsuits when I tried to buy one. They sold out. <laughs> I would totally wear it, and I would wear it to mayor's court. I would, <laughs> I would buy that for you to wear it to marriage court. So that is hilarious. As president of council, if I showed up to a meeting in the Dun Kings tracksuit, would you be okay with that? Can we get you on the record? I will so, buy one on eBay. We should. Hey, so you know what? So do you guys remember do? MC Hammer and those MC Hammer pants? Uh, oh, you, have, you clearly have not listened to every one of our podcasts. Well, we've I listened to every single one, but. The MC Hammer pants, my dad ended up buying those MC Hammer pants. I still remember this memory as vividly as if it oh, was yesterday. Oh, your dad thought he was fly, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so watch it. Next thing, I don't know, he purchases these MC Hammer pants and puts them on and comes out to dinner because we sat He just was wearing them around the house. <laughs> and brings them to dinner. And I can still, like, my mom is like, oh. <laughs> so there's a person in this room who has worn MC Hammer. I also have MC Hammer pants. Yeah. Oh my was, was, no, because that's my first concert, yes. Cammy. Really? Oh my gosh. MC Hammer. Listen, MC Hammer was was something. Hey, well, I grew up having this thing on the TV, and like my dad was was an MC Hammer fan. And but you're not in favor of the pants. I, the pants are cool. The pant, the parachute-like pants, I just didn't, you just don't expect to see your dad in them, guys. You know? No, I mean, he was, he was either really cool. <laughs> the idea of Tom Shoney in, in MC Hammer pants is. Your dad was either really awesome or he's that guy who, like, kills it for the young kids. Like, oh, now that dad's got the MC Hammer pants, we cannot wear our pants anymore. So, oh, so we, ventured, we ventured into... 
um, another one of our, our favorite subjects on the podcast, which is music. Mm. And um, so you said Afrobeats is your Afro- genre of choice. Afrobeats, Afrobeats, Afrobeats. Um, I just, I, I love, like it's music. Like there's a lot that goes into it. The instruments, uh, you know, it's like this blend of like rap, but pop. Um, depending on where the Afro artist is from, because I know like, you know, there's there's some out of um, Southern Africa uh, that which has a different vibe to it than say, um, a British Afro beats, if you've ever listened to it. So depending on that, like the, the rap style is different, but it's still like just a lyrical work. So you know? I, I got your list about 24, 48 hours ago. And so I dove deep in, and um, I, I was like really into it. And then I got into the newer stuff and I'm like, oh my God, they've been poisoned by the whole auto tune. Yes, I don't like the newer stuff. The newer like, stuff kills it. <laughs> like the old stuff, because it, it's, um, I had kind of a jazz phase in my life. Mm-hmm. Yesterday? <laughs> you still like jazz? This is your yeah. current Well, no, era. but I've got the whole kind of Cuban jazz. Yeah. It's got that whole Cuban, Colombian kind of jazz theme to it. It's, it's great, but I, I got a little disappointed. I will have to say, um, I much prefer your musical choice to your colleague on council, <laughs> Mr. Brian Close. Yeah. I could not his believe was, that. I saw that and I was like. His was the most surprising. His, his was the most surprising. Yes. Yes, yes. I will he, he, we'll put a pin in it there. Is I think it's the lyrics, maybe. I, I don't know. I think he was watching the Super Bowl more for Taylor Swift than he was for the game based on that conversation. I think that might have been the case. So, you, Cammy, if someone's there. listening, like, I'm not familiar with this genre because I am mm-hmm. um, a vice president of council right now. What would and be I like, like Celine Dion. What would be the quintessential song Song. that people should listen to or artists like what should people go check out I think start with Fela Kuti like he's one of the original like Afro guys that actually put it more on the global scene Um, you know a very very close second genre to me is like 90s rap right Mm -hmm. Now you've unfortunately <laughs> fallen into the Darren rabbit hole. Yes, I'm right there with you. I, I so. couldn't not with my dad having like MC Hammer and stuff. So be, care, be, careful what, be careful what you say now, because if you mention a song or an artist, Darren will start to rap it. <laughs> I will do that for you. Well, I, Jay-Z is phenomenal, right? I, listen, Tupac and Biggie were geniuses. I, I, still, I still love them. I mean, they put like Tupac, stuff is even relevant today like his think pieces and his songs like bar none um but when i think about afro beats and why i kind of brought up jay-z jay-z did a kind of um series of play with fella kuti's music and he kind of did this mashup with fella kuti and rap oh my god bars he did one bars with um, straight uh what's the guy's name dj a guy from uh india as well it had a it was called Beware of the Boys, which is very good. Did he have that Bollywood kind of? Yeah, it was like in the background. Yeah, and he's like rapping over oh. it. Yeah, he does. Like, listen, Jay Z. Jay Z, like, not to borrow his rap, but you know, do it. I, he's a business man, right? <laughs> he like so, he, but he understands music and the business of music, and I just think he pays good homage and respect when he like crosses out of the traditional rap, and he's like bringing new influences into his music and I think he did a great job with Afrobeats 
Yeah, for sure. So, so it's start, with, start with Fela Kuti. If you kind of like rap, look at, look into um, Jay-Z's Fela Kuti kind of like Afro So they had an mashup. official mashup? Like well, he did a whole play and like series. This was, gosh, I want to think what year this was back in where he kind of did a little historical kind of look at and brought Fela Kuti kind of back onto the global stage. Because Fela Kuti, so Fela passed on to his son, Femi Kuti. So both of them were, I think Femi is probably more popular than um, Fela, but they were, you know, the king of Afrobeats and just bring it onto the scene. So that's why, you know, he does a, I think Jay-Z does a good job going to the root or the history of a particular mm -hmm. genre of music and so that's why he started there but the guy i always remember is panjabi mc mm. you ever heard him so okay is I'll there a region you. that you are more attracted to like of the afrobeats you said some's in south africa and there's mm -hmm. some in england i mean i'm partial to nigeria right okay i'm just uh, part of it too is um, the, some of the rap is in pidgin English, and pidgin English is the the market English in Nigeria now. Nigeria was colonized by the Brits, so our um, English is spoken across the country. But uh, in when you think about the villages or the rural area, they speak. It's almost like Patswa in, in Jamaica, right? They speak a a pidgin English, which is you know the market English, <laughs> uh, and some of the Nigerian Afrobeats does a good job like just incorporating pidgin English into into the lyrics and it, it just it just you know language it just hits different like mm -hmm. um, when it's said in a certain way uh, and so that's why so growing up in Nigeria were you immersed in local artists or mm -hmm. were you kind of listening to the American stuff or I mean maybe a combination of both gosh I listened to a combination of everything I mean my parents liked ABBA <laughs> Like Abba played in the house. Abba with MC Hammer pants. I'm in. No, that, that's that's totally on brand. Yeah. Isn't it yeah. So it's like we we listen to everything, um, and uh, and I think that was just part of also traveling um, caused that. So my parents just uh, my dad had a record player. He's he introduced us to a wide genre of music. He would be disappointed if all I played was rap. So. Dad, if you listen to this podcast, I also listen to everything that you raised us to listen to. My dad had listened to country, R&B. He's like wide array of music. And that's kind of how we were raised to listen to everything. Are you ready for the Beyonce country album? Listen, I was not a country singer at all, but I, as of two days ago, I am team <laughs> country music, right? Maybe Brian, maybe the way Brian and his musical genres together. Yeah, but I, I expected Brian to be full on. I mean, he drives that big old GMC truck. I expected him to be full. Yeah, I, I, I don't think any good music has been made after George Strait, and he didn't go he there. He liked country, but he also liked Celine But he Dion, was the so. whole Celine Kelly Dion Clarkson, Breakaway. Yeah. Kelly, yeah. Kelly Clarkson one surprised yeah. me. I was like, oh, okay. Listen, Celine Dion was fantastic. We listened to a lot of that, too. Yeah. Just good stuff. All right, we've been going for a while, so I'm going to start um, in it. wrapping us up. Hey, yo, get it, rapping. <laughs> wow. I'm listening to that. That was, was good. Baddest we've had in a long, long time. <laughs> we've talked about And that's paper. saying something. Um, so, uh, one of the things we typically ask mm. um, council members is why'd you run? I mean, what, what possessed you mm -hmm. to take all this time out? And yeah. Why? Yeah. Um, 
You've all heard the saying, be the change you wish to see in the world. We say that a lot. I think, you know, it's thrown around, but what does it actually mean? <laughs> and for me, running for office was that, being the change I wish to see in the world. And it really came out of moving, being a new member in this community. I moved here in 2018. Aubrey, my daughter, started kindergarten in this community. Uh, during my campaign, I called this my community of choice, right? It was a very intentional, like, okay, this is where I'm raising my kids. This is the school they're going to. This is the community they're going to be in. Um, and, you know, two months into the community, Aubrey came home from school wanting to straighten her hair. Uh, and she has this big, beautiful afro, and she's like, Mom, can you straighten my hair for school tomorrow? Um, as because I made the choice of this community, hearing that really unpacked a lot for me. There's something that I always say that particular phrase changed everything for me, it changed how I was involved, and it, it's the reason I signed up for Leadership UA, like literally two, <laughs> three months into being into the community. I became possessed with being involved in the community so that I knew how it shaped her. Um, and you know, not very long after that, 2020 happened, right? We know it for the pandemic, but we also know it for George Floyd. Right. And I'm an immigrant and, you know, of course I've lived here longer than I ever lived in Nigeria, right? So, but I'm equally parts American and Nigerian. Um, my children are American. This is, this is all they know as home. And I think when George Floyd happened, I also, saw my son in the context of everything and I was like my son is a black boy in America what does that what does, what world is he going to grow up into uh, and that's why I ran I, I I wanted them to know that there was someone involved that cared about them and as I started that that very Little Sphere, which was just my world and my two kids, um, it was every, it, there were more stories like that than just mine. And those kind of inspired me to keep going in the journey. Um, now, Upper Arlington is what, that 0.9% black? I think that's the last stats. Um, but we, we might talk about it as a tiny percentage, but that breaks down to 600 people. Right. And those 600 people matter. And I wanted them to also feel like this was a community for all of us. That's why I ran. Well, thank you for running and thank you for serving. Uh, and thank you for um, shouting out your kids. But uh, I think Zachary, Zachary and I have a <laughs> special bond after uh, the swearing in a couple weeks ago. He's a, I haven't had a chance to spend much time with Aubrey, but I got a chance to spend good yeah. half an hour uh, yeah. talking with Zachary and he's a he's a fantastic kid I, he we had a lot of fun he's actually on city council <laughs> he, he is he took the oath yeah. both times you've been sworn both in both times I've been sworn he, in he's mouth he's wrong. right there yeah, he's yeah. So I think he's, he's in he's done the oath and, and here's the thing talking to Zachary I mean mm. it really felt shockingly like talking to Darren because um, all I needed to do was bring up cartoon characters <laughs> video games and sports, and we were like gone. God. We were just there. <laughs> deep conversation. It was last deep, all day. It was yeah. It was it was fantastic. So uh, um, shout out to my guy Zach. <laughs> um, so um, all right, you know we finished with two questions mm. always. Um, 
what do you love about UA and what would you change? Mm. What I love about UA, it's location. I just, I just think that is our, um, I've been using the business term competitive advantage because it is, I mean, um, and it's charm, right? These old trees, the fact that the homes don't all look the same uh, is, is, is beautiful. It's why I chose it. That's why I chose UA. And what would you change? It's reputation, and not in the way that Taylor Swift sings it from the Reputation album. <laughs> Is that our first Taylor Swift reference of the day? No, 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 that's, that's, yeah, that's no, like the fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Taylor's having an error. She needs yeah. to be referenced in everything. Um, <laughs> She's controlling your mind to talk about her. You can, right? um, this is all part of the. This is all part of the CIA's plan. Yes, it, it is. It is. Hey, listen, if I can get her to perform at one of our performance series here in UA. Taylor, I don't know if you're listening, if you are. Uh, not that. She just needs to come on the pod. <laughs> this podcast is not sponsored. It, this is, this is. I mean, you know, uh, New How Heights. Cool I mean, you know, this, would, th- her, this yeah. would elevate us up near New Heights. No, it would elevate Taylor Swift. We're helping her. No, but do you know what New Heights is? It's the, it's the Kelsey Brothers uh, podcast. Yes, I mean, yes. they've got the number one podcast in the world. Know, but if I we got it. her on here. That would be close. Right You'd be number we two. Might, we might have 10 listeners or 20 listeners. You guys have good drive, but I'm going to just suggest we pull it back a little bit. I think Taylor Swift is probably... Not going to show up on the podcast. You think? Why are you, why are you crushing our dreams? <laughs> you are a killer of dreams. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Darren, if you can book Taylor Swift, I will actually let you do to the intros. Yeah. You'll be psychic if I book Taylor Swift. Oh, but reputation. Um, you know, Upper Arlington has a reputation, and, and reputations are tough to um, change. It has not, while I feel like initially when I moved to UA, I wasn't I wasn't dissuaded in my move by what I heard. Uh, it has not, by in any ways, lived up to the to that reputation. Um, I I think some of it is uh, I wouldn't say because people's feelings are people's feelings, and I and I respect that. Um, but it is not the large norm of UA, and if there's a way that that could be chipped away at, mm-hmm. um, that's one thing I would change. Well, I think um, that's something that is everyone in UA's job. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that we all have to do. I think we have to – one of the things that I found as I go around, because that's one of the biggest frustrations for me too. I've lived here for 20 years, didn't grow up here, did not grow up in a community like this. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, you still get from folks in particular communities and particularly in the black community who will say – yeah, I heard from my parents, I heard from my grandparents, and yeah. I heard this, and I'm like, I, I get it. I get it. I own it. I own that's what was our past, but give us another shot. Give us another shot, yeah. And it's that, how how do we give us another shot? Let's yep. chip yep. away at that. For sure. I'm just glad you didn't say replace your city attorney and your city manager. We've so, made it through most of council. No, we, we've <laughs> made it through seven council members now. Two of them are are off council now, so we got to go back and do the other two. two. But um, so far, none of the council members have said new city manager or new city attorney. So <laughs> we're just going to stay with that. Yeah. It's like anything you said was going to be the right answer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, but your answer was very, very good. So thank you so much for coming on and doing this with us. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for um, uh, permitting us to um, 
talk about toilet paper um, <laughs> and uh, actually engaging in that conversation. And thanks for serving on city council. I really appreciate it. It's an honor to serve. Um, I would welcome uh, a contract to look at a sample bidet in one of our MSC. Oh, dude, I'll, I'll just buy it from Amazon. <laughs> I would welcome you bringing one of those Where's before my city wall- council. I'm- I mean, she's president that, of council. We have to do it. So, okay. We um, green light. Uh, Jackie's off today, but um, we're going to see if we can get a change order put in on the um, – well, we can certainly – this will make, make everybody really mad. They're almost done with the revision of the women's restrooms. Yes. But they're not done with the men. – Men's bidets first. So I'm not doing this – is, this is not meant to – somebody's going to be like, why would you put them in the men's restroom? Um so we'll talk to Jackie and see if we can get him uh, get the because the thing will be the electric. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get the electric It'll heated be... one. Come on. Oh, Just... oh that's I, a thing. <laughs> yes. I, I might go ahead. I might. <laughs> Look <laughs> at your faces. What, <laughs> what would be the What would be the reaction around here if I just went on Amazon right now? You got that RG and got or it whatever. and you know put it. I had I do have a way to buy stuff on Amazon with the city. Uh, and just had it show up here. It needs to have the water connection, all right? No, it's uh, it. Yeah, it takes it's the same it. thing. The it takes tank. the same again. Take, it's the water although, system in the. But, but ours don't have the thing like. Yeah, that's right. We don't have a tank anyway. We'll have to get somebody to fully mm. engineer this, which means it'll cost an extra twenty thousand dollars or something crazy like that. But or, or I know one bathroom that could very easily accommodate a bidet. Oh, that's <laughs> right. My bathroom. How how ridiculous would be if like. Steve's bathroom is the only one with the bidet. We're the only one with the heated seat. And, Such uh, privileges. Working on that reputation. We're not bougie at all. No, there's nothing bougie about this place. That's right. You know what? I bet our nemesis Dublin doesn't have bidets. That's competitive right. Competitive advantage. Remember they earlier might. on I said, what's our competitive advantage? Maybe we reframe this yeah. as a... Not bougie, but bidet. <laughs> like we can't pay you as much, but when you work, you will have access to a bidet. There you Sign go. me up. <laughs> oh, oh, man, oh God! Why good. did we finish there? Oh. You knew right. I was going to come back. Jay Z for city attorney. <laughs> who, who, took, who took us back there? You, oh you kind of opened did the door, I do and I just I ran through. Oh. I was going to do that. Ah, that why one, did this I, was so why much did fun. I take us back there? Okay, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess we'll get back to work now. <laughs> <laughs>